Hello and welcome to the 93 Talks, a podcast brought to you by the UK's largest network of state-educated university students, the 93% Club Foundation. Did you know that 93% of the UK's population is state-educated? This number is not representative of the university population and definitely not represented in the corporate world. It's our mission to rectify this and support those that make it to university. Here on the 93 Talks, we will bring you content with employers, successful professionals and community ambassadors. This is a podcast for students, by students. We are 93% Club. Serious about social mobility. Hello everyone, welcome to the 93 Talks podcast. I am your co-host Sneve, and I'm glad to introduce our first guest of today's episode, Natalie Kelly. Natalie, would you like to introduce yourself and your role at Meta, formerly known as Facebook? Thanks Neve. I'm Natalie and I'm a Client Solutions Manager at Facebook, now known as Meta. Um, and I work across music, record labels and streaming and movies, helping them advertise on Facebook and Instagram. Great. That sounds so exciting. Thank you so much, Natalie. Uh, I'm very excited to discuss the opportunities that are on offer in the tech industry and your experiences with that. As you know, social mobility is so important to the 93% Club. So my first question is, why is inclusion so important to you? And why in particular is social mobility important also? I think particularly for a company like Meta, where over half of the world is on our platforms. It doesn't make sense to just have one type of employee at the company. It's really important that we're representative of the whole world on our platforms to make sure that everyone has a voice. I think particularly with social mobility, um, as you can probably guess from my accent, I'm from Liverpool. And uh, particularly for me, it's super important to make sure that everyone is included and it's not very much kind of focused around that kind of privileged 1% who are getting the opportunities. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's so important to make sure that there's such diversity within companies, in politics and everywhere else. Yeah, of course. So within your role, what changes and actions have you taken or have you seen to support students from the lower socioeconomic backgrounds? So a lot, actually, which is great to see from our side. So one of the things I'm working on at the moment is obviously building out a partnership with the 93% Club, which is amazing to me as also someone who's from um, state, state school as well. On top of that, I'm also working on the BRIM Advertising Initiative, which is helping to increase black representation in marketing, um, which is a kind of industry-wide initiative, which is amazing. And thirdly, more recently, I was a mentor on the Elevate Mentorship Programme, working with the Brokerage, which helps, um, they're actually more kind of school children, kind of have a 10-week mentorship programme from from lots of different backgrounds to kind of help them kind of get that first step into, into careers in tech, advertising and everywhere else. So there's so much opportunity within Meta, which is one of the things that I love so much to really have the opportunity to kind of advanced social mobility and and kind of increase inclusion as well wow that's amazing that's that's very great to hear and it seems like there's a lot that you guys have to offer and i assume that that's all on your website for people to look at if they want to look into it further perhaps yes you'll see a lot on our website and then a lot also look out for employees on linkedin within meta because a lot of that gets shared there too so definitely Mm -hmm. keep an eye out for any of those initiatives 
Amazing. So speaking of those initiatives um, and then your experiences when with getting into Meta, um, what was your experience with university and then applying for your first graduate role? Like, how was that transition to your current role now? Yep. So I went to university in Bath, which was probably one of very few scousers there, which... <laughs> Definitely was a challenge um, with a lot of people asking me to to speak in my accent. Um, and then I was on a business administration course, which was a very unique course because it had two six month sandwich placements. So in second year, I had a six month internship, third year, a six month internship. And then final year, the opportunity to go on a semester abroad, which was the main reason why I applied to that course, as it really just kind of helped me get into a good place to apply to jobs afterwards. Um, so I worked at my first role was at, at Ferrero, working on TikToks in marketing. Um, and then my second role was at L'Oreal in digital marketing. And then whilst I was kind of in between placement and I was back at uni, I saw a, on, it was literally just on LinkedIn, the Google summer internships came up and I applied on a whim. It was very much just upload your CV. And I honestly never in a million years thought that I would even hear back from Google. And then a couple of months later, they asked me to fill in more details and then asked me to interview. And then I managed to get the role um, for that summer, which was probably feels like one of the most life-changing things that happened to me for where I am now. Um, mm -hmm. And then while I was there, this feels like a very long, strange chain of events, but while <laughs> I was there, when it was called Facebook, had sent me a message on LinkedIn. To be honest, they had sent every Google intern at the time a message on LinkedIn oh. to say, <laughs> we're having this graduate careers event in London, would love for you to come. But I was actually leaving that day, the exact day that that oh my graduate careers event was. I was going on my semester abroad, so I couldn't go, which I was I was gutted about. But I was going on a semester abroad, so I couldn't really complain too much. And then I kind of had said to the the recruiter that had sent me a message and said, "Oh, I'm I'm definitely interested, but I'm I'm obviously not here. But would love to know when the when the graduate." um opportunities come out and went off to Hong Kong on a semester abroad started applying to graduate jobs everywhere I must have put in about 30 plus applications for everywhere um I had kind of spoken to L'Oreal about going back Google I'd spoken to them about going back but nothing was concrete and then I applied to a lot of traditional companies like Unilever, P&G, everything else. And to be honest, I wasn't getting that far in the interview process with any of them. And then Facebook, I they told me that the um, applications came out. I applied. I then had a first initial phone interview on my, it was like a pay-as-you-go Hong Kong sim. So it got <laughs> cut out so many times it was before we were doing interviews over zoom at that point mm -hmm. and I had to do a case study over the phone so that was quite a, like a 30 minute case study pitch and then after that they asked me to fly to Dublin um for a for a kind of full assessment center day where I had four interviews there and then got the role 
and then moved to Dublin as an account manager straight after uni um, with lots of lots of graduates, which was an amazing experience. There was about, I think around 60 of us started around the same time and they'd all moved over from, because Dublin is the European headquarters. Everyone had moved over from the UK, Netherlands, Germany, all over Europe. And I made this amazing group of friends who are still to this day, some of my closest friends now and started as an account manager there and was over there for two and a half, nearly three years. And then more recently applied and transitioned to a role in London on the entertainment team about nine months ago now. Oh, wow. So did you ever see yourself moving to Dublin or was it only because the opportunity was there? No. So funnily enough, when when I finished at Google, they had said, um, would you be would you want to apply to roles in Dublin? And I said, no, not really. It was it was a sales role and it was in Dublin. I said, oh, I, I, I don't really see myself in sales. I love marketing and I, I don't really want to move to Dublin. I'm about to move to Hong Kong. I want to just stay in the same place. And then I had the initial interview with Facebook and I thought there's there's no way that I'm moving, but it's just a good experience to to interview with a company like this. And then I went for the interview in Dublin and I honestly thought, no, I'm not like, I I can't, I'm going to stay in the UK. And then as the day went on, I thought, wow, these people are amazing. Like this office is so cool. It's so fun. And then as I waited, I, yeah, I waited about two weeks and I had another assessment center that I was supposed to go to for ASOS at the time. And as soon as they offered me the role, I just knew in my gut that it that I had to take the role. Yeah. I just felt it felt like the right thing to do, and to, and it was like hundred thousand percent the best decision that I made. See, it was fate. Everything happens for yeah. a reason. Exactly. I honestly believe in it so much mm. that you really should, particularly with your career, you should really trust your gut. And even in interview processes where you feel like, particularly if you feel like you're rushed to get a job or transition roles I think definitely trust your gut to see if it feels right because you're it, honestly your your gut is usually right yeah well they say that if you go for example if you go to universities to check them out check them out and see where you want to go you should listen to your gut and think what feels more like home because at the end of the day yes you want a graduate role but ideally you want one that you can stay there for more than three four years you want exactly. to actually feel at home and be part of that culture exactly it's 80 percent of your week that you're yeah. at work so you it's it's better to enjoy it and love the people that you work with and feel supported by them mm. but yeah it's interesting to hear how you went from the marketing into the tech industry because normally i i study marketing and i wouldn't think oh I could easily get into different industries just by doing something in marketing, something creative. Because when you hear the tech industry, you just think, oh, computer science, coding and whatnot. But there's, it seems like there's other roles out there that are just as enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. And I, I was exactly the same. I thought there was no place for me in tech. I didn't realize like the breadth of roles that they have. But actually, because like Google and Facebook, outside of your kind of traditional TV marketing and everywhere else, Google and Facebook are the biggest platforms for, for actually digital marketing. 
So Mm -hmm. how my role sits is you'll have the brands, amazing brands, and then a lot of them will work with agencies and then they all will speak directly with Facebook, Google, TikTok, Twitter, all of those other platforms as well. So I get to kind of sit and advise and consult and help them with these amazing campaigns they're working on. But at the same time, I'm slightly more removed that I'm not executing everything Mm -hmm. but I also get to work on a few different brands at the same time which is amazing that I work across six big amazing clients rather than just um I say just but like sitting in one brand where you kind of live and breathe that because when I did work at L'Oreal and I worked at Ferrero I would have dreams about Mm -hmm. the products it was a bit (laughs) it was bizarre so it's nice to be slightly more removed and get to see take learnings from different clients and just kind of soak in so much knowledge and, and learn from so many amazing people wow so you were living breathing and dreaming that brand yeah. <laughs> but, exactly yeah but back to what you were saying about applying to meta formerly known as facebook what was the recruitment stages like when you did that and are they the same now for students and graduates or have they changed So they are still the same. So it wasn't too long ago that I was doing my graduate interview for Meta. So how it works is there's just an online application, which will just be a CV upload, which is probably one of the best things about tech is that you don't have to write cover letters, Mm -hmm. um, which is amazing because I know a lot of people will find cover letters very exhausting. Yeah. So you apply online and then they have kind of a first round initial interview where they'll ask you a couple of questions but they'll also give you a case study so they'll give you like a fake brand and they'll ask you to kind of talk to that brand of how they can advertise on Facebook um, and across the platforms and then after that stage it's a full day's loop so I think a lot of that now will be online instead of in person but you'll have four 30 minute interviews and they'll all focus on a different kind of um, Facebook core value. So we have be bold, be open, focus on social impact and move fast. And all of those will kind of like be centered around those key skills that they're looking for. And one of them will be a case study where they'll ask you to kind of step into the shoes of an account manager and kind of, um, take the data that will be like from an advertising campaign and how you'll then choose that how you'll then recommend to the client how they'll advertise with it and what platforms they'll focus on and how they'll do it and then and then that's it it all happens in one day and then find out not long after that yeah it's, it's great that you've got that case study and it is very much focused on Facebook and meta as a whole because then that shows that they have I suppose looked into Facebook ads and done their own research and how they can apply that so that's great that you're not only looking at their skills from the past but also how they can use that for meta yeah and also I think it's good for whoever's interviewing because you might go through that exercise kind of recommend present it back to the interviewer and you might find I absolutely hate this and then they, then you get a better idea that that rolls off for you as that's a lot of mm-hmm. the day-to-day job is kind of talking to clients, recommending best practices. So it's also a good opportunity for you to see because at the end of the day, 
as much as a company is interviewing you, you're also interviewing them as well to see if if you feel like you'll fit into their culture. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's a great opportunity to see if you'll enjoy that role too. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Because um, quick question, in terms of when and what those opportunities are, um, are they only just for university students or do you have apprenticeship roles as well? So there's a couple of apprenticeship roles. I'm not sure at the moment if they're still ongoing because of COVID. But I know at Google at the time when I was there, they had quite a few apprentice apprenticeships where they came straight out of um college and gone to google so i know google are really big on those um facebook there is a few but i'm not sure if they're formally on the website and then the graduate roles you kind of have two paths so either there is the business path where you'll go to an account manager and you're essentially in a sales role you'll have around 30 to 40 clients and you'll help like onboard them onto facebook recommend best practices um, and it's really amazing brand. They told me I was going into the small medium business group at the time. It's mm-hmm. changed since then. But from very early on, I was managing really amazing high street brands, talking to really senior people. So I was they they lied to me when I joined. It was <laughs> I thought I was going to be speaking to the corner shop, but I was not. Um, and then the other side of that is if you are like more of kind of like an engineering background, there's more the kind of engineering technical side graduate roles as well mm-hmm. that you would kind of more expect out of Facebook but how it kind of tends to work with if you're anything outside of kind of the technical aspect you come in and it's the same across Google a lot of the other tech companies that you get your experience in sales and then you can kind of explore other other business functions going to different roles from there but like there's genuinely generally the belief across tech that sales is really the kind of foundation of of all of those other roles and you get to know the product and how Facebook Instagram all of that works really well from that role okay because that touches upon my next question because at the moment there's a lot of discussion regarding tech careers and it's sort of gained momentum on social media apps with a focus on how to join the industry without any tech background so then how would you advise anyone to join the tech industry that way without any sort of experience like in engineering yeah so most of the roles to be honest are outside of engineering it is completely a 50 50 split Mm -hmm. of people in more business functions versus technical functions particularly for the kind of business side um it is really open there's no necessarily need to have any experience in tech i have gone through it like the graduate way where i've kind of trained trained myself up came through facebook this way but a lot of people in my teams they have like 10 years experience in um, where they've worked for a big brand or they may have worked for an agency. I've had people come in from like friends that started on the graduate careers with me where they'd interned at like Goldman Sachs or in banking or something else. So I think like the amazing thing about like particularly for social media platforms is that you have an understanding of the platforms, particularly um for a lot of people within the 93% club you've Mm -hmm. came up you've only really known social media which is Mm -hmm. such an advantage because a lot of people at the company they are also on the back foot of they've came got more into Instagram later in life whereas like Mm -hmm. for me I've 
I'd been on every Facebook as soon as it was there, Instagram, all of it. So I think like definitely knowing the products well, understanding the customers because you are the customers that we're trying to trying to help them improve that experience on the platform. And there's a lot of skills you can bring, like particularly in a sales role that I'm in. It's a lot about project management, relationship management with clients, presenting. They're all very standard skills that are transferable. So if you can show those in your application, you you absolutely have a chance to to work in tech. It, I would say the only barrier would be if you are to apply to an engineering role, obviously having that kind of coding experience, which I don't have personally, mm-hmm. but I know there's a lot of free online courses to kind of to go into that if someone was to have an interest in the engineering side. Mm. It's interesting how you say about using those skills for the application because what you were describing then, it sounds very much like work that you would do in university projects. Um, So not only are you spending so much time on social media and you can utilize that, but any sort of projects that people are doing in university, just utilize that and just push that to show that you've actually done something similar. Exactly. And I'd always say if you're going through an application, look at the job description and it will say it will literally have in there like this is what we're looking for. So just I would go through it always and say, how can I demonstrate that skill? And you might think, oh, I haven't I haven't worked before. I haven't had an internship. But think about a university project. You might have worked with a team. You might have had to kind of push a team to to reach a deadline there's so many things that you can take out and you also remember that particularly when you're applying to a graduate job everyone's in the same boat you're not applying against people with 10 years experience that just really kind of think about what you're doing and actually just if you can craft them in the right way for those skills you can absolutely apply and and that's what they're looking for exactly great advice great advice so to touch more on that what other advice would you give to students who are looking for their first job so that could be their approach in finding the roles or advice for the recruitment process or just how to stand out I definitely say do your research and just take the risk out of it so you're not going to have all the experience for that role but if you are able to show that you've researched it you might see there might be like news around that company so particularly with like meta I would have like a LinkedIn I would follow the company on LinkedIn so I get a notification to see if there's anything big that's happening I think if you've really researched it and you think think bigger about the company that will really stand out in an interview process that you're really willing to learn um for my role because I I only had to interview for this role that I'm currently in not that long ago even though I've been at Facebook for a while I knew that I was moving I was on fashion clients before and then I've moved on to entertainment so I did a lot of research into like what are challenges for the music industry what are the challenges for film so just research soak as much in as possible I'd also say if there's any free online courses you can do the better so when I applied to Google, they had like a free online course for digital advertising. It was quite basic, but it should, being able to speak about that in my interview that I had done that course and I'd taken the time really helped to show that I was really willing to learn. And when I started the job, I was, re- I was ready to go. So Google has one, which is Google Digital Garage. 
which I actually worked on when I was there. And then Facebook has Facebook Blueprint, well, now Meta Blueprint, um, which is also free as well. So if you want to just kind of dip in and out and do a couple of courses, it's a great opportunity as well. I'm trying to think if I have any other advice. Also, I would, I would also stalk the people that are interviewing you on LinkedIn as well, just because it might help reveal something about them it could be a common interest or something else um or you can see their background maybe there's some somewhere where you've overlapped that you can talk about but I definitely think the most important part is showing that you're passionate about the role and that you're really willing to learn and get stuck in is so important and that point on stalking them on LinkedIn they will get a notification that says you've looked on their profile so then they'll be able to see you as well so yeah that's that's great advice <laughs> yeah and it's not a bad thing that they've seen yeah it's absolutely not a bad thing if they've seen you that I've had even recently I've had mentors that have said to me oh I'm sure you've stalked me on LinkedIn already so I'm mm-hmm. sure you already know about this so it's very normal mm-hmm. yes and touching on the courses online they're so useful I've actually done the Facebook meta one in the past Amazing. Yeah. And I actually very much enjoyed it. It does give you great insight. And at the end of the day, it's something that you can talk about, as you said, in any interviews. But even if you're not fortunate to get an interview or for any other reason, it's still good to get that sort of industry knowledge anyway. Exactly. And particularly with Blueprint. So for the the Facebook and Google advertising, even if you you don't get an interview for those companies, their skills that like you would you would need if you worked in agency or you worked on the brand side if you want a career in marketing and advertising anyway they're going to be applicable to any company that you apply to um I also had another point that has just completely gone out of my head oh there was a point around the skills so when I was at L'Oreal I was like my plan was to go into digital marketing and work on a brand and at the time I was speaking to she she was at the time like the head of digital for Kiehl's and she said to me if you want a career in this and you don't feel like you have something already to put on your CV to show that you're you'll be good in that role she said just build out yourself so she actually she told me to find a niche and start my own Instagram account so at the time I loved food and going to restaurants and like finding new places so I just started an Instagram account and it wasn't huge but being able to show that and then I actually put that on my CV that I was like willing to kind of blend the platforms and build up a following that was great and I actually interviewed someone for a role at Meta recently and they had built up this huge fan account for an artist, um, literally when they were like 15, 16. And I was, I was so impressed with them that they'd done all of that by themselves. So even if you don't have like the work experience to show for it, you can create those opportunities where you've, where you've used those skills as well. So don't be afraid to be creative or think outside the box of any of that. Mm-hmm. that's great advice just to stay proactive and just upskill if you haven't got those skills already um, but when you were mentioning how you were looking at research for your current role um, and it doesn't have to be specific for the movie industry but have you got 
any sort of resources that you would recommend to the listeners to look so they can look at like holistic approaches to different industries? Yeah, so not specific to like my, I'd say like more specifically to like marketing and advertising. I always look at the likes of the drum, marketing week, campaign magazine, and you'll find and, and you'll find for all other industries that they'll be kind of leading publications around that industry to read up on. And it doesn't necessarily just have to be if you want to go into tech, you can do the same for finance, law, anything else. So I'd look for those kind of key publications. I'd look at LinkedIn and searching that company as well. So you can you can follow that company. You can even get like Google search notifications if something's happened in the news. So just kind of keeping on top of that. Um, and you can do that for a specific company or you can also think like following the publications if something bigger has happened that's changed the industry as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for the advice that you've given us. It's very useful. Um, and I'm sure that listeners out there will be able to take that in and use it very well. Because um, I think it's great to have advice in the whole recruitment process. But some things that we've talked about isn't really discussed about in terms of like finding the research, the resources about how you sometimes you have to upskill. So I'm hoping that the listeners find this quite interesting such as I have done I find they're interesting so thank you very much for that um quickly before we end this episode is there anything that you'd like to share or add that we haven't discussed already I would say it's a bit more inspirational but definitely take a risk so I never in a million years thought that someone like me would be able to to be in the tech the tech industry full stop and I completely applied to Google on a whim. I never thought I'd be in this position now. And even when I joined, I had so much imposter syndrome. So definitely you do not lose anything from applying, trying. The worst you get is a no. So definitely don't limit yourself. Like anyone can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. So really just like put yourself out there, take a risk and you never know what will happen and, and trust your gut as well. That's yeah, my key takeaway. That's amazing. Thank you. Yes. I mean, as we touched upon earlier, everything happened for a reason with you. So, you know, fingers crossed somebody out there, if you've unfortunately not had a certain role or whatnot, you can take a, like a good approach and just think, huh, maybe that happened for a reason. And maybe I should focus my looks on a different company or a different industry and look at it then. Exactly. Yeah, as long as you work hard and you work as hard as you can and that you're proud of yourself for doing so, I think that's what's important. Exactly. And you never know, things will come back around in the future. You might end up somewhere that you wanted to be earlier on and you end up going back there later and it's a better time to do that. So don't worry, don't stress about it now. Exactly. Perfect. Thank you so much, Natalie, for your amazing advice and being a part of this episode. And thank you to Meta for making this discussion possible and their collaboration with the 93% Club on other projects that listeners will be able to hear about soon if they haven't already. And I hope that our listeners can get a you know, great work with Meta and see what work that they do for inclusivity and the opportunities that are on offer. If you'd like to learn more, as we said prior, I'd recommend looking at the careers page. And thank you so much again, Natalie. I hope you've enjoyed this discussion and being a part of the 93 Talks. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.